when we operate from a place of plenty, there's always more money to be made. We never, ever, ever know 100% that we're making the right choice. Welcome to another one of our new special episodes of the podcast, where I'm going to be doing coaching sessions with wonderful people. And I said on the last time that we did this, that it's been so amazing, the people that, because it was a real experiment. I basically, when I put this out, I didn't think anyone, I thought everyone might go, no way, Ray, I'm not doing that. And I had such a like positive reaction to it. And also the people, I was like, yes, since Faye messaged me, I was like, yes, you can. I cannot wait to chat to you. So... Today, we've got Sophia on the podcast. Sophia, do you want to tell people a bit about what you do and who you are? Yes. So hi, everyone. I'm Sophia. I am a makeup artist and beauty educator. And for that, I go under the name Head Blush. Mm-hmm. And very recently, a creative virtual assistant, bringing all of the things that I've learned by running my business into helping run businesses for other people. So I am a creative just in mm-hmm. general, <laughs> I think a creative when it comes to makeup, a creative when it comes to fashion, when it comes to, you know, working online and all of those things. And I talk a lot about with Head Blush beauty standards Mm -hmm. and the bullshit of them. Yeah. So I do a lot of deep thinking about such things. And I think that's why, you know, I love your content so much, Ray. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm not a a shallow thinker, Mm. but it means I do sometimes fall into my own pool of thought. (laughs) Yes, like head first, like, trapped oh, in a yeah. glass case of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> so, I think that your question as well really reflects that kind of deep thinking. <laughs> yeah. What you're saying. So, do you want to let us know what? And if you can't remember, I've written it down. But do you want to let us know what you came today wanting to chat about? And I should say as well, today's the the idea of today's episode is really that we get to some kind of shift for Sophia some kind of realization some kind of like often as a coach you're you're listening to this so it's different but as a coach you feel that shift for people sometimes it's a facial thing sometimes their body changes sometimes they just go oh I always go oh god <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah figure like we'll see what shows up as we chat through this so do you want to share with the people listening what the kind of question you came with today was yeah well it might be good to provide some context as well before Mm. I get to the question if that's okay of course oh when I saw Ray that you know you you wanted to do these kinds of sessions I was thinking like oh my god there's there's one in my head that I'm currently battling with and so as I said I've recently started out as a creative virtual assistant and I made the decision very quickly and I just jumped like both feet in and have the utmost confidence in my ability I really do and my ability to make money which thanks Ray that's definitely from going through plenty but then I noticed that I had these little pots of money and but at the time also needing money now (laughs) and I have all these pots of money which are saved up for later saved up for February because I've just come out of a job where I've been paid every month so I'm in that that frame of mind and there are some, you know, kind of startup costs, I guess, related with becoming a virtual assistant. And I want, I, I needed to spend money. I wanted to yes. spend money on programs, on co-working space, things like that. But even though I had the utmost confidence in myself and knew that I could work it out and I could make that money, I found myself so absolutely resistant and terrified of spending that money. Mm. And so it brought me to the question of where's this discrepancy coming from and how do I get 
my actions to match up with my feelings Mm -hmm. in terms of how confident I'm feeling so Mm. it's that difference between I guess the theory of the way I'm feeling and then the practical of but then I'm stopping myself from making investments in things that will make my life easier that will probably help me make more money yeah when you have that like so you have that thought I should spend the thing I need to spend this money on a thing and then there's that fear or like oh but like I can't do it for is it like I can't do it is it just a general feeling of unease around the idea of it yeah it feels it just doesn't feel right it feels like you don't even know what money's coming in how could you go and spend you know a hundred or two hundred on something no it definitely felt that definitely feels like there's an unease and there's like almost a confusion like I'm confused so (laughs) before we start these sessions I sort of talk to the person I'm going to be chatting to around safety parameters and stuff Mm. so as I say this one I'm going to ask it in a very like intentional way I want you to think about whose voice that is but the question I'm going to ask you is is that your voice oh And if you want to share, if it's not your voice, you want to share whose ears you can, but don't feel you have to. That's a really good question. (laughs) Um, I'm not 100% sure, but the thing that I thought of first was having a conversation with my partner a little while ago. And he goes, well, that makes sense, Sophia, because my, my dad's voice in my head, what my dad would always say is, it's not your money until it's in your pocket, until it's in your bank account, until it's yours. So how can you spend money you don't have? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it is my dad's voice. Yeah. My <laughs> dad's love- voice, but it's but it's actually like melded so well oh, yeah. with my voice. <laughs> oh yeah, it will be. It will be. Yeah. But it's checking in of like, is that something? So this is it. Like when we're cultivating a new belief and that's what you're doing, right? You went through, so Sophia did, as she mentioned, did plenty. You're cultivating this belief that, you know there is plenty of money Mm. that you are and I just did a a podcast interview with Natalie Miller who's an amazing coach and she talked a lot about being a conduit of money and the way that money flows through us rather than we us being the receptacle for money (laughs) for people who are not (laughs) Savannah looked like what (laughs) what is this new idea I just boggled my mind right but I, I know what you mean it's that idea that like you know my question when you said when you sort of said that thinking that goes in your head it's not yours till it's in your pocket is is it ever yours no because it goes straight out of my pocket again anyway right (laughs) and and what is it for if I'm not saying there's not good things to save up for I'm not saying Mm. it's not a good idea to have pockets of money like you know saving pots and all of that stuff but we don't have the money for the sake of having the money right Mm. we have the money to give us a feeling of safety and security yeah or to buy a house or to pay for if we have children to pay for something for them or you know like there's purpose to it yeah yeah money is for spending (laughs) no I see what you mean about the con yeah conduit yeah just flows through us yeah definitely I think it's I think the other kind of big insecurity was just that you know I'm used to money coming in at the end of the month yeah and being there to pay off you know pay my rent pay for my various things 
and that wasn't going to happen this month mm-hmm. even though this is and again this is a thing where it's like this there's two opposing forces at play mm. one of the reasons that I went fully self-employed is because I hate getting paid every month <laughs> I hate it yeah. I've hated it for ages and like I'm so resentful towards the fact that I feel so insecure because I'm not getting money at the end of the month knowing fully well that that's not how I want to operate anyway <laughs> but equally and you said this yourself you said I'm in the mindset of being paid every yeah. month and you've it's you've been conditioned by what you've experienced and you've been conditioned by society that says that's the sensible correct thing oh yeah and I wonder I was writing this down I wonder if that money that you were talking about spending it on courses and support and things like that if you were spending it on the down payment like a deposit for a house a very like societally sanctioned good way Mm. to invest in something do you think you'd have had the same resistance I think it would have maybe still been kind of hard to let go of Mm. yeah do you think you would have let go of it yeah oh yeah and did you with this stuff no I haven't right I haven't and actually I was thinking um when you were saying you know the the kind of thing I'm looking to spend on support I was thinking in my head but I'm actually just trying to buy something really sensible, like a CRM. <laughs> right. So it, right. it is like a sensible mm-hmm. cost, but can I do without it? Yeah, but I will also work so much harder. And if we zoom out a bit, I guess the question is, and, and you know that I this is like, we're talking kind of your safety brain here, what it thinks and mm. your, your society conditioned parts of your brain. The thing is, it is an investment in a business that I wonder if your brain thinks is sensible or not sensible. Hmm. Risky or not risky? I think, I think risky. Like maybe on the lower end of risky, but still risky. Yeah. Yeah. Again, because of that conditioning, which I have a lot of, I have a lot of feelings about kind of being employed, (laughs) Mm. which is probably kind of what's coming out there. Yeah. So let's look at a place where, because I know you are such a good person for me to ask this question to, (laughs) let's look at a place where you've broken out of societal conditioning about the way something should be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so many things. (laughs) Right. So tell me about how that, like, how did that process happen? Oh, this is so good. Okay. So as I said, I... I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about beauty standards mm-hmm. and how they are bullshit. And that is the clearest thing I can think about in terms of stepping out of the, you know, societally defined box, mm-hmm. being a fat woman and a fat woman who chooses to very be very visible mm-hmm. online and in the real world. And I think... There is no big defining moment for any of that. It's all been just a process of getting more and more and more comfortable. And as my therapist would say, being a rebel at heart. Mm. <laughs> just not wanting to do what everyone's telling me to do. Yeah. And then just continually building on that and building on that. And I'm still building on that. 
And do you remember the first time you went into a shop and you were going to buy something that you'd be you'd been brought up to believe somebody like you is not allowed to wear? Do you remember like mm. the first moments you did that or was that more of a gradual thing? I don't I don't remember. I think it's just because I've got a terrible memory though. But I'm I'm thinking more of like when people would say things to me on the street, nice things. Yes. I always remember in how I'm not sure how many years ago this was, but I was walking down the street and I was wearing this like really dark green lipstick and this guy, this big guy who, yeah, I don't know. I just would never have thought would have said anything Mm. positive to me about makeup. Mm. Stopped me and said, that's an amazing lipstick. And I was gobsmacked. I thought you were going to say he said something mean. No, That's amazing. I was so shocked. And so, and it stayed with me. Like I can remember where exactly I was mm. on the street. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. So yeah. people aren't thinking what I think they're thinking. They're thinking completely different things. Or they're not thinking about me at all. <laughs> but you had to wear the lipstick first, right? To get the yeah. comment. Yeah. And so like in, in kind of in answer to your question I think you've answered your own question <laughs> can you hear that you have do you I want me to I, reflect I, it I back I feel like I can't no I, I need it to I'm gonna, be said I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it so how do we get our actions to catch up with our feelings just like you just said bit by bit reciprocal moments of vulnerability which is a, a kind of like moment by moment mo- like these vulnerable bits which is a mm. kind of play on a Brené Brown quote but like moment by moment what we do is we notice so we think we look at ourselves, we trust ourselves for starters. So we trust the part of you. And, and I want to say really clearly, it is so normal to have exactly what you're describing, Svea, that like, I think this thing on one side and I think this directly opposing thing on the other side mm-hmm. and both thoughts exist in my head at once. And then because you are like a beautifully self-aware person, you recognize both those things and it makes you feel more confused. Cause it's like, but a lot of people don't recognize it. No, that's when it's cognitive dissonance where you don't even realize you, you're holding these two thoughts you know in the same way it happens with fat phobic internalized fat phobia all the time you know I both think I look absolutely fine like this and I also believe I cannot wear that mm. at the same time so you have this thing of like on one hand I absolutely believe I can make the money that I need to make in my business and I'm really scared of letting go of any of it in case I don't mm-hmm. And so in the past, when you've noticed those, and I'm sure you've had internalized fat phobia stuff to work through. So yeah. I think all, all of us do actually, do. Regard, yeah. yeah, regardless of body shape, all of us do as well, like different levels, but it's, it's prevalent, so more prevalent than it's talked about. You, you've taken small steps, right? Bit by bit, layered it. Yeah. Moment by moment. But I think the really lovely thing about what you said about this, the story of that guy is to get the evidence that it was okay, you yeah. had to do the thing. Oh, I think, okay, I want to ask you a question if that's okay. Of course. What, what kind of steps can I take? What, I don't know. What kind of steps do you think I could try to let go? Because even if I am doing them, I genuinely can't see them. I think you could buy the CRM yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you think like and I say that as like if you sit there and the the bit of your brain 
and the bit of your body as well because it's not just your brain the parts of you that are like we have got this if you think they're onto something then it's you know it's what Elizabeth Gilbert says about not letting fear drive I want you to listen to the parts of you that are unsure I don't want you to feel like you have to suppress those and be like no because we are a confident business owner now and so we don't listen to any of that stuff any of the worries listen to them they might have a point yeah but they might not you might be like hey those parts of Sophia you are in employed Sophia's world we're not in that world anymore Mm. I've got these other bits that understand that we need to be moving forward yeah and I think that's exactly it it's it's finding the difference between those two things because I am trying to acknowledge the fact that this is something I haven't done before yeah in this way yeah this is something new for me and so things are just going to feel uncomfortable because they're new but then it's like separating those from the things that feel uncomfortable because I am not making decisions where I know I what decisions I want to make yeah yeah there's a third element I want to bring into it as well and that is that you might be making the wrong decision and that's okay oh (laughs) because when we operate from a place of plenty and I know you understand that concept thoroughly there's always more money to be made we never ever ever know 100% that we're making the right choice yeah but what's important is that we're moving forward and taking action. And when we are not taking action from a place of scarcity and fear, this is one of my check-ins. And actually, I said this in the last one of these coaching podcast episodes. One of my check-ins is, am I making this decision from a place of fear and scarcity? Or am I making this decision from a place of growth and expansion and from a place mm. of plenty? And it is much we I think we forgive ourselves more readily when we know we made that decision from a place of plenty Mm. than when we held back because we were doing it from a place of scarcity yeah I'm just thinking I need to I need to re-listen to this and write that down (laughs) and I will but also I think what I'm realizing is that I've been really hard on myself this month and I'm I'm treating my decisions with so much more weight yeah then I probably need to and it's hard it's because I've come you know with my part-time job I was there to do my work and get it done and leave and like I think everybody knew quite clearly that I cared about my work insofar as I needed to get it done and then that was it like I my my sense of self I suppose Mm -hmm. in a way was not tied to it at all and now it really is tied to it like I want to do a good job like I'm really afraid of making mistakes yeah I'm just finding that I'm putting myself you know under a lot of pressure and again I know that's just because it's new it's because it's uncomfortable but it's it's about the balance isn't it and it's about giving yourself space and time to go from one to the other yeah and I think I'm trying to I'm just just trying to make that space and time Mm. so small and it's just not practical before we finish up because I think this has been an awesome (laughs) episode of like lovely things and it's gonna be so useful for people to hear but I want to leave you with one thing from a book I think it's by William Bridges called Transitions where he talks about this concept of we often think that with an ending comes a beginning And he says, we miss out the fallow period in the middle. What often happens is we end something 
we don't really know who we are or what's going on there or what we're grabbing onto. And then we figure that out and that's when the beginning starts. Mm-hmm. And we try and rush through those fallow periods because they're not very comfortable. And he's like, it's so important to notice that fallow period and allow it. And I know from speaking to like my supervisor, my coaching supervisor, she always says, you can't rush that bit. Yeah, It is what it is. And so that kindness to yourself, that acceptance of failure and that noticing, you know, in the, and I, like, I, I hate to say this. I want to say to you, there'll be no failure. It will be fine. Yeah. But the more you can step into the knowledge of inevitable failure and it not being bad at all, the more freedom you'll have to show up. Mm-hmm. as the person you are and just mm-hmm. over time you'll find like those beliefs are now in your actions and that's when you know you truly believe them while they're theory you're not embodying them and you don't actually believe them and that's fine mm-hmm. but it's mm. practicing and actually living the beliefs where you're like ah I know this now yeah yeah no, that's really helpful I think I thought I was rushing straight into a beginning when actually I'm just I'm in some kind of gray space in the middle and my beginning I don't think my beginning has begun yet yes so yes yeah and and I probably wouldn't know until with hindsight when the beginning actually happens no and in some ways it it's both right now as in you can claim that space right now because there's like you say there's never going to be a moment where it's official Mm. and it works and in other ways exactly like you said you're also not quite sure of where the line is where this starts to feel like it's yours Mm -hmm. and both of those things can be true all at once yeah so good (laughs) so do you want to just say a bit like what feels like your main kind of takeaways from that I think definitely the the beginning thing because I I the thing is I've been saying things to that effect Mm. but not granting it to myself so I've been saying like I'm going to do it for uh, Q1 for three months and then you know when once it hits April I'm going to have an actual think about what I what I want what's going on game plan business plan and all of that so I've been saying that and but at the same time thinking like oh it's starting now it's already started I need to catch up yeah I'm already behind (laughs) yeah so I think just giving myself those three months of space just to figure it out and try things and fail and succeed and yeah everything and know that it's fine yeah like it's just a thing that happens it's not I have a post-it note actually up in front of me that says relax a fan <laughs> like you know, no one's gonna die it's fine that's the best advice I got <laughs> in one of my that. jobs we're not doctors <laughs> yeah. no one's gonna die oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so look at those post-it notes a little bit more I think Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for coming. That was most enjoyable. I needed that today. <laughs> I'm did. glad it was good timing. It was All right. good timing. Thanks everybody for listening. Look out for these episodes and we're going to kind of sprinkle them around the, the other episodes. And if you would like to get on one of these episodes, send me them on Instagram and we'll see what we can do. Thank you. Mm-hmm.